0: Welcome to the Televerse. Streaming in place.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. It's time to kick off season three, and I'm very excited about this because I'm a little curious how it's going to go. Friend of the Show, Toy Ferguson, has compared uh, Lucifer season three to Buffy season four in like, you know, like that the notion that there are a bunch of really interesting standalones, but there's some like season long arcing issues that, you know, make it so that when you reflect back on, depending on how your relationship with the show, it's either a positive experience because you remember all the standalone things that, that are really fun or a negative experience because your mind settles on the weaker points of the season. And I binged it hard when I first watched it. like I was watching, like I don't know, four or five episodes a day. I think I was sick at that point. So I was just like, next episode, next episode. So for me, it all kind of blurs together. And so I am not sure what my experience of it is going to be with this oh-so-slow pacing of one episode a weekday. Um, but I will say that I enjoyed this premiere. And... I'm very curious to to see what you guys thought of it, and you know how you're feeling about the the, like the approach, what they're setting up here, in our on our loose for season three premiere. Uh, the episode is they're back, aren't they? And the wings are back, and I feel like that's a good place to start. Either that, or everyone's favorite bank robber. So, who would like to kick oh, us off?
2: Poor Lee,
0: <laughs> you go right ahead, Noel.
2: Um, yeah, I I, I mean I feel very bad for Lee. Um, just, just, he, guy just has really terrible luck. Um, but I think that's sort of like, this just, it's a good way of sort of reintroducing. And I I asked my partner, does he show up in the season four premiere too? Because I think that's what needs to happen. Um, but uh she was just like, I don't I don't think so. I don't think he does, which is a shame. Also he's probably dead because he was wandering around running in the desert nearly naked and he is not a celestial being. Um, so he's probably dead and that's sad. Um uh, uh,
1: Jeremiah Burkett is the actor, and I actually really like his physicality when he's running around the desert at the end. <laughs>
2: Is he in the season five premiere? Well, that's good news, Marcus. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> that's what IMDb says. So yeah. we, we never know. Um. So yeah, as for like setup stuff, um, because that's what you asked, right? My mm-hmm. brain just immediately got fixated on Lee's whole bag of just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um. Was. Yeah, I'm excited about the wings, and I'm excited that they just keep coming back, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. But more than anything, I'm just really sad that the devil face, and the physicality of the devil face, and the... (laughs) The devil face, um, I think is really good, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they play all this out, um, but mostly I'm just, I'm intrigued by that, that they grow back, and I'm really interested in seeing how that affects him in a deal, because he's our precious little lamb, and this is definitely going to um, mess him up, I feel like, in a real way.
0: Allison, what did you think? I'm glad we're talking about the wings first, uh, because I feel like that allows me to be positive which is great. Oh. Um I think that's a really interesting jumping off point for the story. Um the it's obviously a fraught thing and will be fraught for both Lucifer and Amenadiel and I'm obviously very interested in that relationship. I cannot believe that it didn't occur to me that Lucifer just like sent Mom off to her other universe without mentioning it to Amenadiel <laughs> and then the reveal that he tried to convey this information through a series of emojis was great very and funny and those emojis all gang. make sense too is it the was thing. like it, yeah I really do it was it was a, that was a delightful reveal uh and i think that ellis is great and woodside is great and they're great together um that was definitely the highlight of the episode for me which is good uh because because hold on there we go I did not care for this episode. <laughs> and I did not care for it enough that I felt like I needed a visual aid. So that was me opening a beer because I've wanted one since about 10 minutes into this episode. Um I I don't. I, I mean, some of it may honestly be that I just was not in the right headspace. Maybe, um, uh, you know, some of it. I'm sure it comes down to the fact that I don't possess any Smallville nostalgia. Others do. That's great. Respect. It was never my show, so I don't have that soft spot. Um, but I just, it felt like... Ella got less interesting and more tropey. All of the scenes in the police station were more tropey. There was exactly one moment where I was like, haha, that's interesting, which is when Tom Welling, who I'm never going to call anything but Tom Welling, um, was like, aren't you the corrupt cop who got off super easy? And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And then a- everything after that, I was like, I'm so bored. Why is Chloe acting in a way that Chloe never acts? Why is Ella all of a sudden just like, All of the quirks that were just quirks in her previous season are all now, like, dialed up to 110 what like what is it where is maze where is may i'm bounty hunting is not a sufficient excuse linda didn't even take advantage of the buffet and why on earth couldn't it be both why can't it be both it's a buffet for linda and he needs help with the wings why can't it be both it was a very frustrating episode for me as i'm sure you can
2: tell which 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 i'm trying to figure out which part to respond to first
0: (laughs) well and i just and the framing of welling's entrance um who kate um before we started recording some little inside shop talk kate rightly reminded us all that you know people are people um Tom Welling is probably a very nice person and uh, how well you do on a network TV show is not always an indication of how talented you are as a performer. He is maybe very good. He was like it was like watching like watching Toast except for that's a discredit to toast because I made the most delightful loaf of bread yesterday and watching it become toast was like really thrilling for me because it's a really beautiful piece of bread. And instead it was just like this, I don't, I'm not, I'm not on board, guys. And it was framed like, hey, here's your new season three character. Who's the new guy? I don't trust him. <laughs> I want him to get off of this TV show. <laughs> then, and then my meter went off and I can't help it. So now I'm going to turn it over to Noel
1: Kirkpatrick. Okay, I'm going to jump in first. Because yeah. first of all, you've broken his all else And that was fucking hilarious. Uh, I'm yeah. so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um but but I can answer where Maze is. And Leslie Ann Brandt uh had a kid and was yeah. on maternity leave.
0: Oh right, the blousy sweaters. Okay. Yeah. That, so that's that's,
1: yeah. that's that, where Minus you know, is. Yeah. That's what's going on with that's why Maze isn't around very much.
0: Oh, and Lurker points out that he called whenever he called Dan Esperanza, that was really funny. I agree. Another another mark in Tom Welling's favor. I'm never gonna call that garbage character that doesn't belong on the show, anything other than the actor's name, Lieutenant Tom Willing, does have a very good line when he says Esperanza and the dirty cop thing is good. Anyway, Kate, continue. Sorry.
1: Okay. So that's chiming in with the Maze thing. We will get more information on Maze and Maze will be a bigger presence once Leslie Ann Brandt is back from maternity leave. So that is... You know, there are some realities of filming that come in that's totally to fun. play at various points of the run of Lucifer and this is one of them. Uh the other thing I will say is for me cuz I am also not a fan of of, of Tom Welling, um of of Marcus Pierce and um Is his and, name
0: really Marcus Pierce? That's yes. the character
1: name, yeah. Okay,
0: he's I'm he's Tom Welling Palmetto. What is it with MPs? And anyway, yeah.
1: sorry that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe that's the thread. So we to... angry. Yeah. But, um, it's particularly glaring for me, the uh, the casting here. Cause I mean, again, I also don't have any connection to Smallville. A lot of people really like, um, really like him in this role and really like this character and everything. But for me, it's such a huge dip in the energy and the performances Uh, especially because we're coming from a season where the new actor was Trisha Helfer. She was just great in everything, everything they asked her to do. She was great. And she elevated a lot of it. And there is a different character who gets brought in in season four. And that actor is also really good as this different character. And uh, so for me, when I look at the run of the show that so far, and there's also some other like multiple episode guest characters in season four that I, I'm, they're, they're very good. Um, but I don't like this, this episode is asking us too much, I think to connect to nostalgia for a, a show and a performance that I don't have any connection to. And I just don't get it. It feels, especially because the casting has been so good so far. So it's, it feels like this was a Fox thing like, I, that's my, that's, that's how it feels watching it. Like, but why would they cast all these other people who are so terrific and so well cast and well used in all these different episodes and then bring in uh Tom Welling, who just as Marcus, like his scenes just don't work for me early on. And, uh, yeah, it's not a great Portent for me of things to come. Though it is a great portent for if uh Tanya is listening to our, our her drinking game and uh the how fun these conversations are gonna be. Because I was a little worried you guys were both gonna love them and I was just be by myself. Um, anyways, Noel, back to you.
2: Right, so I actually don't have any connection to Smallville either. Oh. I barely watched it. Um like I'm aware of some of like the larger story arcs in it. And I've seen, like, a random smattering of episodes across its gargantuan run of, like, 11 to 12 seasons. Um, Because it was on forever. <laughs> um So I don't really have, like, any large connection to Tom Welling in any way, shape, or form beyond the fact that mm-hmm. he was okay in those episodes of Smallville that I saw. Um And I think he's okay here. Like, I'm with Marcus of... He's fine. I think there's certain things that are bad about this episode in terms of how we present him. I think the overall presentation of coming down the steps is a little overwrought and silly. Um, and I think that other problems of editing come into play where his scenes on like the walkie talkie um, thing is are cut really fast to hide the fact that they're in police headquarters, but they are on walkie talkies talking who knows how far across town. And while it could be one of those push talk deals, it still feels really weird and silly. Um, but those scenes are really quick, and I think that that doesn't play up to anyone's strength. Um, but I like how just kind of weirdly detached and stilted Welling is in this. Like, I think it works um, for the character. I think it works for this idea of this, cap, this lieutenant who's coming in and is just like... I'm just kind of here to do a job, it seems like. Um, and that whole lack of a filter, but in a different way from a number of other characters on this show of again, you're the corrupt cop who got off easy. I think that's really good. Um, both on a writing level, but I also like Welling's delivery of it, of just kind of how matter of fact it is in his and how he says it. So for me, it generally works pretty okay like I'm but I also know things um about this season that Allison does not um so part of that is me sort of seeing how that fits in already a little bit so I'm like kind of trying to work through that um so I'm I'm more on board with Tom Welling I think than everyone else is I think that the big I think that the big thing that the show kind of misfires on a little bit is related to what Alison was saying about Ella's quirks, which get cranked up to 110 here. And I fully agree, um, even though I do really like her just going in for that hug with Amenadiel and then like kind of clutching out of Amenadiel's arm. I think that's just very funny. Um, but I think that the show tries really hard to give us Ella's fangirl response to Pierce And that just pushes it too hard. It feels like he's getting kind of too shoved down our throats through this character that is very charming, very quirky, and has a whole different vibe from everyone else on the show. But having her be the way in which we get introduced to him before he arrives on screen, I think Trite pushes too hard on asking us to immediately want to like this character. And the joke being that he's actually kind of borderline boring slash awful. I don't think lands as well as the show thinks it does. So I think that's sort of like where the disconnect, at least for me, kind of comes in, is like the introduction versus the heart cell we get of him through Ella isn't as funny as I think that the show wants it to be. But I also don't think it's as funny as Tom Welling can carry off. Because I do think that while I do like him in this, he's also, like, I've seen that Steve Martin, Bonnie Hunt, movie franchise that he's also in and he's not good in that either so I think that I'm I'm curious to see how that all gets balanced out if they end up riding to his strengths whatever those may be.
1: I'm gonna let's catch us up, listeners at home up on the chat because it's been delightful yeah. Uh Marcus says, I dislike that he has my name Keenan says <laughs> he arrives with all the charisma and portent of a lump of oatmeal. Lurker says hey, oatmeal is delicious Uh, and then, Noel says, not the way I make oatmeal. Um, and, uh, Lurker says, I think it works at the beginning of the season and less well as the the season goes on. And Lurker loves Smallville for much of its run, but it was often capital and not a good show. Um, and yeah, I agree with a lot of that. And I also agree, Noel, with what you were saying. Um, one of the things I find most frustrating about Marcus Pierce yeah, and we're going to do Lieutenant Tom Willing in this, is that... <laughs> that's fine. The character... well, Because, you know, we like... We have our Marcus, and our Marcus is lovely. So we're not... I don't want to get cross-wired on there. Um. Anyway, so with, with uh, Lieutenant Tom Willing, is that he drags down Ella. And that's not fair. That's not nice. After all the hype and the build-up for Ella, and also we like and we kind of trust the judgment of Ella, right. uh, for, based on season two, then it's this. And he... Like, everybody is waiting for him to come down and introduce himself, right? That doesn't happen by accident. That happens because someone sent an email saying, you all need to come meet the new captain. So whether that was him or somebody else, it to me, it it read as, oh, he summoned everyone there so that he could say, uh, my, oh, hi, I'm Marcus Pierce. Leave now. Like, what a dick move. Also, they're, they're pushing so hard on that he's a jerk thing. That it just, they never, I it just requires us to already like Tom Welling, the actor, to yeah. compensate for that. And I don't, because I don't have a connection with him. I liked him on Crisis. He was super fun on Crisis. But that's all I got. Um, and so instead, it's, he is self-important because he summoned everyone there only to, to, like, kind of scold them for wasting their time by being there. And then he was super sexist towards Chloe, um, there's no way someone who's a lieutenant would call a detective their consultant's partner, um, and then he's he's brusque with Ella, who is fangirling all, all over the place, and then he does not seem brilliant or interesting enough to warrant the L- Ella's good judgment and crush. He also does not seem particularly swoon worthy, so you could think that there's a reason she's so enamored. Lurker disagrees, but for me, it's just. Uh, and disagrees in all caps. (laughs) Everyone. Um, but for me, it's just, like, why? Why? And then by the end of the episode, when he's not a dick to Chloe, that's supposed to seem like a, oh, maybe I judged him too quickly, but I don't think we did. Lurker says there are plenty of sexist leaders in most institutions, and I absolutely agree, but I think that that is something, unless we're supposed to believe that that is a oversight for Ella, that she would... That would temper her enthusiasm for him.
0: I um, I have a thought on that, which is that I think um, what sat wrong with me about those scenes and his interaction with those two women in particular uh, is not that he was a misogynist because of, I'm sure that police station is chock full of misogynists, but it felt like signifiers of misogyny, like he was mm-hmm. waving a big flag that was like, hey, I'm the I'm a. Wild card. I j- I tell it like it is. I'm that cop. And that comes with my misogynist tropes. But don't worry. Eventually it's gonna be revealed that I'm more complex than you think right now. And I just... I just could not. And then on top of that, the fact that all of a sudden, Chloe and Ella speak with the exact same voice. They're both like, they just talk and they don't know. I mean, not like that, but like the other thing. And I'm so discombobulated by this new male energy in my face that all of a sudden I'm behaving like
1: a completely different human being. And we're the same person. Sorry, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) do not apologize have an extra swig for me because I wish I had one of those too Uh, Keena says it's really really clumsy all around and I agree the lurker does say Elle only knows him from presentations and I actually really like that continuing thread of that she's following the beat of like larger um, law
2: enforcement conferences conferences. she loves the
1: symposium yeah definitely definitely so we're I mean uh, yeah so he's he's here all season I'm just gonna Oh, I assumed
0: I mean it was it was so obvious that that was the setup
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I just, like, and I just, just like there's going to be some kind of connection to the sinner man, which, <sighs> um, so I just, yeah, well, we'll see. I promise it's not just that I miss Trisha, Trisha Helfer, but I do want to say on that point, even if I had a connection to. Smallville which I don't and I would want to know those of you who do if there's anybody in the chat who does please I'm looking at the chat box like it's looking back at me um please let us know because I'm very curious but my response to Trisha Helfer's performance has very little to do with my affection for Battlestar because my feelings about Battlestar are, are pretty mixed honestly um later in the season so maybe her first appearance is shaped by my fondness for Battlestar and maybe you know some of the little nods and winks that they do to the show um but i enjoyed that performance because i enjoyed that performance it has very little to do with enjoying her and other things um which it's that's just a big gamble to take if they're like hey you liked it when we brought on the person from that other show here's another person from another show like it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me man
2: and I think that provides like a decent segue between what you just said, Allison, and then Kenan's point about everything being really clumsy to kind of talk about the case of the week. Because I see you show trying to hide Paul Kinsey from us very, very quickly. <laughs> and it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> <Not> at all
0: <laughs> Unless they're going to kill one... Supporting cast member of Mad Men per episode for the rest of the season, what a waste that was! Like, unless Ken Cosgrove gets killed in the final moments of the next episode, I'm going to be deeply disappointed.
2: <laughs> um, because I was just like, that's 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 Michael Gladys, I don't even like Mad Men that much, but it's just like, I know what he looks like with a beard because he just has a beard now all the time, and it's just like, yep, okay, okay. Well, he did it. <laughs> Cuz it's the guy from it's a guy from Mad Men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the case of the week, I actually liked the balance of some of the things that they were doing. I liked that the um the, 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 there was some level of like Lancaster versus, you know, their department, the jurisdiction. I liked that there was some discussion of that, but it wasn't overwhelming. I thought it was just enough to, to sell what they were doing with like Michael Gladys. I also really liked that he, like, lost his shit because all of a sudden he put Lucifer, hit him over the head, and when he went to dump him in the desert, he had wings. And I thought that was an appropriate response to, holy shit, you have wings. What is going on? Uh, So I actually really enjoyed those parts of it, uh, of the case of the week, even if I, you know, we have uh, there are other Ella issues that I think Mar thinks. It's a bit on the nose, but... Uh, Sinerman is obviously going to be uh like that's that's an ominous name to 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 bring up so that there, you can tell Cinnerman's going to be around for at least a, a bit and um I think this was a good like that performance from Gladys he's got like nothing to do he's got two scenes but he in, in the apartment he really sold it to me for me I think it was smart to bring in someone that good I
2: think it's I think it's a good performance but I think it's just hampered by the fact that that entire plot is deeply, deeply confusing and doesn't make a lot of sense. So his overall reaction to everything feels appropriate given his circumstances but the actual circumstances surrounding that whole narrative of wait are people being kidnapped as part of like a kidnapping experience like thing or what's happening right now because i lost the, i kept losing the thread a little bit in that case and maybe it's because i wasn't paying close enough attention or because the show wasn't paying close enough attention i'm ready for allison to tell me what she thinks
0: I was also super confused by it. I like still don't super understand what happened. Other than that, all of a sudden there were wings, which is very clear and is the mark of a good performance because it was made very immediate to me. I understand exactly what that would be like. Um, Also the threat of center and Scott, we've got some, some more really good chat stuff, but Scotty (laughs) says, I'm very excited to find out more about Cinnerman. They made the stakes so high and I'm sucked into the suspense. I agree when, when, um, Keenan also used the term Lieutenant Bland, which I think is pretty good. So when Lieutenant Bland um, <laughs> was like, "Hey, just so you know, your perp is getting out on bail," um, I was like, "Oh, he's dead. He's gonna die." And they made that very like it really sold it for me. The ending was solid, I think, uh, and then the positioning under the dock and cre- and the flashbacks and creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, so I was also confused. Uh, but maybe it's to the benefit of the episode that I was so busy being pissed about all of the other stuff that I didn't super care. Um, uh, And I agree that that the performance, at the very least, even if it didn't necessarily help in terms of the A to B to C clarity, sort of anchored the, the emotional experience of it for me.
2: Yeah, because he has to do so much exposition, basically, while he's being petrified. Um, and it was just really bizarre to have really heightened emotion stuff and then just all this exposition to set up another ongoing plot thread for the season. Um, yeah, it's just uh, be better. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to let someone else read the chat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not going to go back to all the other things in the chat, but you guys are are a delight. So please, please never stop. You are wonderful. And I've appreciated the, all the back and forth about tenant Bland, which I think is going to be my new go-to. Because uh, then it doesn't put everything on. Unwilling. But Lurker says the case of the week was too confusing and illogical because how did Paul Kinsey hit Lucy hard enough to kidnap him if Chloe wasn't around? Keenan says, thank you. I knew something about that was bothering me. How did he knock uh, him out with Chloe not around? And then (laughs) Lurker says, also, Lucy throws a dude off a roof at the beginning of the case. How is he not kicked off the case for that? And Scotty says, Lucy commits so many crimes and the cops are like, (laughs) Which, yeah, that is, that is the thing that, that, that keeps happening. Um, oh my goodness. Scrolling, scrolling. My favorite, Keenan says, my favorite part of the episode was the fact that when Lucifer gets checked in the van, we see that his sole shoes are Louboutin red, the soles of his shoes, Uh, a truly magnificent detail. And yeah, it's, I also noticed that I very much enjoy that. It's very good. (laughs) Um, so, uh, I think they, I think that's all done to Chloe and because he was not hurt, because there was a pool. He should have been hurt, though. He should have been hurt. was so
2: high up.
1: It was. <laughs> uh, I can buy Chloe telling herself that Lucifer saw that there was a pool, and so he did that, because he knew he wouldn't be hurt. Keaton says, that pool was too shallow. That man is dead. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. But clearly, this is uh, the logic we're using um, on, the sh- on the show. You'd think, like, the, the witness... Saying you tried to kill me this morning it would be a problem because that would be on the record. Um, but don't think about it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, yes, I concur with everything you said, and I'm choosing to not think about it.
2: <laughs> I really feel like Allison is very firmly regretting deciding to continue on for season three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know mm, eh, mm, there are very few shows that don't have a weak season here and there and it's episode one so it's way too early to say oh my god this is a weak season right and I tend to like performances and performers more the longer I sit with them and um I'm sure that in theory the writing will go back to normal um and at the very least like our precious lamb deal and tom ellis <laughs> were they were so great together so like there are still th- i'm not regretting it um if nothing else it'll be like worst case scenario i'll have a built-in excuse to have a beer every day at 1 <laughs> um <laughs> Rant, so there's that. some emotion right I, i'm also my desk is right next to my bar cart because i um for those who don't know i do a lot of writing about uh cocktails too so if but I also just to, a lot of writing in general yeah, and I could just be like <laughs> hold on hold on guys <laughs> if i really needed to
2: yeah uh, yeah lurker says you you won't run. feel that
1: well way with welling and great yeah. You know what? It's fine. But it's but fine. but there's other there's other really good stuff about this season. I will say I really like the themes the show is exploring over the course of the season where they land on certain things and it has some of the most entertaining moments of the series for me. And not to mention there's a there's there's a number of, of fun episodes that I you know I'm, I I'm very excited on Friday to tell you guys the name of the episode on Monday, for example. <laughs> um and Marcus says there are some great casting choices. Lurker says, Dr. Linda. <laughs> so, um, any final thoughts on this season premiere? I mean, obviously we had more we had we we did have a Dr. Linda scene. I don't know if we yeah. want to talk about that.
2: I think that for me, a lot of this season premiere very much feels like a really bad pilot of the show in a large number of ways. Like, it's a very... Wor- it's, like, the worst version of their pilot that they could have produced, and they went ahead and did it. From... We've got a big celebrity that's kind of anchoring the show who get would get the and in the pilot and whatever. Um, and then just, like, kind of a flimsy case of the week. Uh, Lucifer being kind of all up in... Um, whatchamacallit? Um, like, you're being very rude to Chloe. Which is not a thing he's done super recently, and then just like really overreacting again about it. Um, Throwing a guy off a building. Um, So it was just kind of bleh. Um, But at the same time, I'm excited about a number of other things, even if Sinner Man's whole murder aesthetic is just like C-level Hannibal. But still. Mm -hmm. um, I can't expect A-level Hannibal from anything but Hannibal. God, now I want to watch Hannibal again. (laughs) We did that last year. Maybe we can do that again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> see, is it, to the, was it to the sea level Hannibal, um, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, Keenan points out a trope that uh, she hates is the playboy man who claims to know a woman's bra size. And, yeah, no, I, I hate that, too. It's real bad. It's just yeah. real bad. It
0: felt like... It felt like a spec script.
2: For yes. That somebody else that's wrote really good description. Lucifer.
0: Like, it, the characters were all vaguely recognizable, but not behaving like themselves. I guess, except for maybe Dan, and even Dan was weirdly. No, that's not true. Amenadeel perfect amenity yeah. well, like exactly right like exact when he was like i'm the favorite son and lucifer's like oh god this is gonna be a thing isn't it that made perfect <laughs> sense to me everybody else they were like 10 degrees in the wrong direction and that bra size thing is sort of a perfect example like when do, when does lucifer ever talk like that it was no. just it was a real bummer um lurker also points out that most people who wear bras don't know their bra size uh which is correct and if if you would like to Learn your bra size. Or it's more about your bra size. You can visit Sweet Nothing's NYC. Uh, Wait, uh,
2: hang on. Is Keenan, like giving us money to sponsor this? Like, I, I, if we need to take an ad break. No, I'm just kidding. No. But it's worth it's worth a visit.
1: Yeah, I don't believe for a second that Lucifer doesn't know Chloe's badge number. That feels. Oh like no, that, he
2: absolutely knows that.
1: That of course he would know, and, it would, and he would have come to up know that. and she would <laughs> say like, "Oh, you know my badge number," and he'd be like, "You're my partner." And we move right along. So, yeah, it doesn't, like, yeah, the spec script thing, I think, is is spot on. And, yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Also, um, that
0: jumpsuit would not have fit him. No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, oh, it's just too short in the legs. It wouldn't have fit him at all.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, the, the lurker says, I also feel like he definitely knows her bra size. Yeah, despite, you know, the fact that the everyone agrees that that scene was terrible. Um, And yeah, I agree. He definitely does. But that's because he was curious and, and looked the last time he was at her
0: place. Well, and also he's definitely sent her inappropriate lingerie at some point, And he would like, find out the specific bra size for that manufacturer. Like, he would know, like, her band size and cup size at all of the various, like... La Perla, right? Like, he would know all of the things. Anyway. um, Yeah. And then he he would would. never
2: say it out loud. Right. Yeah. No, he wouldn't say it out loud. So mad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well... This has been our very
1: entertaining, at least to me, conversation about the Lucifer Season 3 premiere. So, so so, thank you to everyone who's been hanging out because, like, this chat has been giving me life. So today, <laughs> that is Keenan and Lurker and Marcus and Scotty. Uh, you guys are all wonderful. Thank you. Um, and tomorrow, we're going to be back to talk about the second episode of Season 2. Uh, season 3, sorry. Which is the one with the baby carrot. Um, so, Yeah. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. We'll curious to see what everybody everybody thinks. And certainly very much looking forward to talking about, you know, the tenant bland. And hopefully <laughs> having more positive things to say about everything else in this season. So yay. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> thank you guys. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.